Welcome to the Church on the Hill podcast with Tim Severs and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us. Pastor Corey, good to be back with you. Uh, for those of you who maybe haven't seen us in a while, if you're watching the podcast, we're in a new slash old location, our original studio location right. uh, in Pastor Corey's office. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of exciting, a little throwback uh, to the old days. It's exciting. Back we before can be we in. went on the road and went right. digital, Zoom studios and all that stuff. This and is we, where it all started, <laughs> right of, here. Sort of. Did it all start here? I can't remember. I think where. so. Right but uh, we can be in enclosed spaces together, basically, safely. Um, yeah. So good to be here. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any jokes or anything? No, it's just... International Donald Duck Day or whatever. <laughs> it is. We, you can hear about that on Donald our other Call to Care segment where we talk about digital security. Yeah. Not COVID-19 this time. We, yeah. We care about other things. We do. And we care about you. Wait, can you do a Donald Duck impersonation no. or induckination? Nope. Okay. Not even going to try. What does he say? that? Um, oh, he just says uh, everything in that funny voice. He's kind of a stinker, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah but... Yeah. Uh, okay. Yet we were made aware that it is this day uh, that we celebrate him every year or something because he made an, his first appearance. On this day. On this day. Which is June 9th. In 1930 something, I yeah. think I heard. So check out our other podcasts, including the previous one, and you can learn more about that. Uh, yeah. This is our weekly podcast where we're going to dive into our weekly scripture, our sermon scripture, which is John 8 31 to 38. Uh, but first, before we dive into The Truth Will Set You Free, uh, we are going to do some community news and announcements. Uh, we had graduation weekend for Garfield Palouse High School this last weekend. My son Danny graduated. Uh, many other graduates, uh, I think 22 in the class, and it was joyous. Yeah. And um, we were able to give out 17 Life Lesson Scholarships to Garpal graduates and yeah. two to... Uh, Potlatch graduates and one to a Pullman graduate. And so that was wonderful. That's nearly $5,000 in scholarships. Not quite, right? Is that right? I didn't do any of the adding. How do you do the math? Let's see. With a calculator. Uh, yeah. Let's see. We, we could not graduate high school right now. Let's see. We did 20 graduates 20. times 250. That is 5000 Yeah, should be. Except we gave one student $50 less. Right. Because of, right. Because of an unimproved... Absence. Absence, So right. we gave out $4,950 in scholarships. If you're anyway, keeping track. If you're keeping yep. track. You know, and, but all that's from donors, yep. um, church folks, uh, previous attenders and their families. So thank you, thank you for the donations to make that happen. Uh, we also celebrated five of our church uh, graduates for high school, one college on Sunday. Uh, that was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Miranda, Ethan, Austin, Danny, and Michael. They each got a new Bible with their name in it yeah. from the church. And, um, yeah, that was exciting to celebrate yeah. them. Nice study Bibles. Yes. And uh, there was cupcakes. There was good cupcakes. There still are. If you so left. we should say thank you. I don't know if Camille, Camille. Yeah, thank uh, you, listens Camille. or watches, but thank you no, for she, doing that, Camille. How could she? she? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody yeah. could share it with her. Yeah, that's true. She's not uh -huh. an Internet person. But, but uh, the next thing is we have... Um, a congregational meeting coming up on June 13th. We do. That is a kind of continuation of our church financial discussion. We've been a little bit under our budgeted anticipated giving, uh, recovering from 
COVID and whatnot. And though we had a great 2020 financial year, 2021 started off very rocky the first three months. Yes. And, uh, but uh, April and May are, are much better. And we're going to give the full five-month update this Sunday, right. 10, 15, Zoom or in person. So if you can join us, uh, if you're far away and you want the Zoom link, um, contact the church office or be on the lookout for the weekly email. Right. Yeah. Right. And, uh, yeah. So that'll be good. And we're, um, yeah, it's always good to be together. And if people have questions, of course, they can ask them. This isn't a full, like, quarterly business no, meeting. it's focused on this the is one a issue. very focused, yes, mm-hmm. uh, issue. So hopefully it won't take long either. Yeah, hopefully um, less than the amount of time before the next service, which yes, that's uh, is at 11. Uh, we also will be fielding questions um, and yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, okay. Um, and then there was one more thing that we were going to talk about, the yeah. mental health Oh yeah, the community, community mental health tools, mental health tools is a class that I put together, two, two and a half hour class. I have one in Palouse this Saturday. Uh, June 12th, um, still time to sign up. It's free class to you. I have one at the end of the month in um, Garfield at the Community Church. Um, and no, but yeah, it's at the Garfield Community Church. And so if you're interested uh, in a um, class that gives the basics on suicide intervention and uh, also basics on how to deal with stress and have good self care and uh, follow up to trauma, follow up to difficult things and we talk about the basics of encouraging resiliency in young people young adults uh, as well as adults i would say so uh, try to jam a lot of good stuff into ours i'd love to take that to other churches um, other community groups i can modify it for ems groups fire law enforcement and whatnot doing that taught it to the corners corner deputy corners too already um, so I'd love to do that. If you are far away from us, I can do it over Zoom. I also love to teach it in person in the right setting. Um, yeah, so thanks for reminding cool. me about that. Community Mental Health Tools in Palouse, so, Saturday, June 12th, 9 o'clock. Okay. And they and should more, more coming. But call yeah. the church or send us an email or a text or let us know yeah. uh, if you see one of us that you plan to come yeah. so we know who to prepare for. Cool. <laughs> so great. Now I think that's all the announcements. That's it. And that leaves us with, with the most important thing. The text of the week. The we need audio. We you know, we need to get somebody to make us We've been asking music nobody, on the front end. And, nobody wants to help. You know, gosh, there's some really talented kids out there that just need to help us make us some bump music and whatever yeah. you call it. You know, this, uh, okay, so our text is John 8, 31 through 38, and it's short enough that I think we should read it. Yes, I think we could do it. It's not one of these long ones, so I'm going to go ahead and read it. Reading from the ESV, John 8, 31 through 38. Um, You went right to it. That's amazing. I had a little sticky note happens to be. I have a few sticky notes and uh, bookmark things in here. In your Bible? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Do you know the ones we got, the recent graduates? They are so good. That they have two bookmarks, so they are they That's, are a level above us that as far is, as study bibles. Like, like I, ours are some kind of leather, theirs are like a slightly better leather, and I think yours I is turned better. mine into two by flipping the little 
extra into another space. No. That was how I had to do it. Okay. They but they have next have two, level Bibles. They have two full bookmarks. So they can always be in two places at That's the same cool. time. It's like time travel. That's awesome. Yeah, except in bookmarks. Okay. Having a little bit of jealousy. Well, I have to work on that. Study Bible jealousy. Study Bible jealousy. You, we could always upgrade you. No, this one's good. We'll have to wait for the annual Bible sale, though. All right. We're on a budget here, Tim. <laughs> How many Bibles Doesn't does matter. one person need? Let's not count my Bibles. Because even within my site, there are probably too many. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, but I do... We have the same problem at our house. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have... Uh, uh, historical background or cultural background Bible nearby, and then I have a translation that, just out of sight that you can't see. Oh, you've uh, got that NT rate one, right? Yeah, yeah, that is hard to get in the states, and then yeah. So I, I I do like to have paper versions of Bibles, but there's somebody to say about over accumulating Bibles and not actually being in the Word and of the Word. But maybe that's related to our text today. Hmm. We'll see. Hmm. Let's see. Okay, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, and I'll just pause there. We can get very far. Um, Jesus is in Jerusalem. There's Jewish people listening to him, Jewish religious leaders. Uh, we know from the previous verse, verse 30, that some are starting to believe in him. Um, you know, But that doesn't mean they're disciples yet. Maybe they're starting to... Obviously, they don't know about the cross and the resurrection yet, but they're starting to... Uh, really receive or trust what he is saying. And what is he saying? He's saying he's the bread from heaven. He's saying he's the living water. He's right. saying he's the light of the world. He's saying he has this unique relationship with the Father. Saying some really tough stuff to believe. That's really either true or it's not. There's not shades of gray here. Um, you know. And some of them are starting to land closer to the side of, yeah, this guy, what he's saying is, is true. However, saying he is true and and really following him um, aren't completely the same thing. So let, let's hear it. Uh, we'll start again here. We'll so see. Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Have you ever heard that before? Tim? I have. Okay. I think that's something that's been appropriated culturally. You just hear it out there, yeah. out and about. No, the, tr the truth will set you free is usually what people say, just the last part, right? Right, yeah. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Isn't that interesting that Jesus says this earth-shattering thing about you will know the truth and truth will set you free? They don't comment on that because they don't like the underlying claim about... Um, having to be free in the first place. Mm. So they like, we're not slaves. Anyway, yeah. um, Jesus answered them, verse 34, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son, capital S, right. sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are offspring of Abraham. Yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. I speak of what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have heard from your father. And the first father is capitalized, the second father isn't, at least in the right. ESV. And Jesus implying there that, you know, you're starting to believe in me, but we really are acting as if we're from different families here. 
I'm from Father God, and later he's going to tell him, your father right now is the devil, you know. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah, that's, uh, that's in the later section. Uh, that's in, yep, just there. Yeah, you're not, you're not really, he's challenging them. I think he's challenging them out of love. So mm-hmm. we see they're starting to believe in him, but he's telling them you have to abide in my word, or really you have to trust my teaching to, to be my student followers, my disciples. That's what I would call a disciple, a student follower. Not just somebody who cognitively says, okay, you're right. Because the demons at some level say that Jesus is right. Sure, right? The demons sure. say that Jesus is the son of the God, son of God, but they don't follow him. They don't right. serve him. Right. A disciple says, I believe you in a way that means I believe you and I'm going to follow you. Not right. just you're right. right? Correct. Um, yes. And so if, if you do that, then you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. And I, there's different kinds of knowing. I would say this is a relational knowing, or what I have one commentary said, a knowing of acquaintance. You know, that uh, mm. we become acquainted with God. It's not just knowing that there is a God or knowing that Jesus is from Father God. It's knowing Him, knowing Him as the truth. And when we know Jesus as the truth, that God loves us and sent His Son into the world to be the living water our parched soul needs, to be the food that we need to be nourished on to be the light that lightens up our darkness all these things that he is saying about himself when we receive that it sets us free free from what good question <laughs> you're not gonna answer well, well i mean he, he answers the question a little bit later and he says um uh, you know uh, everyone 34. who yeah, yeah 34 everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. Mm. Um, and so if you are a slave to sin, then you are not free. And so yeah. the, the natural connection there, of course, is, is that you need to be, that freed, need from. To be freed from slave to and, sin. And, and, to sin. and they don't see themselves as slaves to, to anyone, any, anything. Anyone, even any. though they're under the oppression of the Romans. You pointed this out in Bible study the other morning. They, they've been slaves to what? You know, Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, some would argue Greece at one point, yep. you know, really dominated them. It is now like Rome. Their identity but, throughout history. <laughs> but it's the slaves. But they're like, no, we, we yes. don't accept that. And Jesus is, is trying to to say, um, you know, the the root leads to the fruit. So let me Ooh. so I, I didn't say this in Bible study, but um, I've been thinking about that that it's not because they have sins that that means they're slaves. It's because they are um, slaves that they sin. Does that make sense? So the the root leads to the fruit. The root problem is that their identity is tied to the wrong thing. They're they're bonded to a master who is telling them to live for self, live just for nation, live for worldly concerns, not for the glory of God, not for the love of God. And so that they're bound to that. And even though they're very religious, they're in this bondage to a master who is calling them to worldly concerns. And because that's the case, even when they do their religion and their supposed holiness, it's it's sin, you know. But they can't see that. So, you know, the, sometimes the people who are deepest, deeply invested in their sin um, and think it's righteous are going to be the people who are least able to see it or jesus mm-hmm. says elsewhere you think you can see um but you can't see so you're condemned basically you, you, you know they're they think they can really see and they base that off the religion their heritage we're children of abraham but all their supposed righteousness is 
selfish righteousness or mm-hmm. self-righteousness because they're they're really bound to the master um who is the devil jesus will say later i'm not talking about all jewish people i'm just talking about people we are bound to selfishness if we aren't freed from that if we aren't released uh, by trusting in god's love for us and his salvation through jesus christ and so so they are bound and jesus loves them and wants them to become free but the difficulty is that when you don't see that you really react against that right like i'm not a slave i'm not bound why do i need a savior why do i need somebody to set me free i'm i'm very good right i'm very good um yeah we of course don't struggle with this in america because we don't you know arrogantly think of ourselves as the best or very good or have any problems well, pretty uh, much perfect here. yeah yeah it's the other party or the other nations that really suck yeah Right? That, they just no. don't get it. They just don't get it. See, we have our own our own pride. And, you know, um, when you are bound in your pride and your selfishness, you tend to blame others and not see your own issues. Uh, you tend to be on a mission of protecting and developing your self-interest as opposed to working to the interest of others and being like Christ. You, um, you're trying to um, build up yourself and your own image. But, but all that time, you'll probably think that you're right. Mm-hmm. And what I've said to others, and I'll say it again here, is being wrong feels just like being right when you don't know that you're wrong. <laughs> and that's what... I know you're probably tired of me saying that. But when you're in, but look at these people in here. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. are so certain that they're, they're right, but they're wrong. And from our vantage point of history, we can go, ha, oh, ha, oh, oh. oh, sure. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. the joke's on us if we don't, you know, we don't see our own wrongness yeah. and our own... What are we bound to, you know, and pray honest prayers that God hard. help us see. Oh, it is hard. It takes it's hard. humility, surrender, uh, honest prayers, willingness to be held accountable by others, um, discipline in our lives. But, um, yeah, how do you be honest about your self-righteousness if you think, if you really think you're not self-righteous? Do you have the magic answer, Tim? I, I don't have a magic answer. I, I think, you know, well, as we've talked about this before coming on air to discuss it, you know, I think key is being in the scripture mm-hmm. and living according to the scripture. Um, and I think that um, in America, we have a tendency to distort the scriptures in a lot of different ways. Um, and they, instead of freeing us from our sin, they, they, uh, cause us to fall into even more Yeah. and sometimes more, uh, more dangerous and, um, damaging sins. Yeah. So the, the Pharisees who are at least part of who the group Jesus is talking to were in the scriptures and thinking they were abiding in it. But, um, I think what you're saying is. If we're really in the scriptures, really doing what Jesus said, abiding in his word, then we will be changed. It will convict us. It won't. We won't just come to conv- so-called convictions where we get to point out how others are wrong, right. which is what the Pharisees in Jesus' time had become really good at. But we'll also see where we fall short. Mm. Um, and as Jesus said, we will see where we have the log in our own eye. Right. We'll see where we need to confess and ask for 
forgiveness, we'll see where we need to um, put the interest of others uh, above our own. Um, and, you know, if we really are in the scriptures and really allowing the Holy Spirit to, to speak to us, it should be very humbling, mm-hmm. um, disciplining, um, uh, and um, should cause us to say, you know, woe is me, you know, I'm a sinner without without God's intervention. And we shouldn't have this attitude of, I've ne- I don't have any problems, you know, I would never... I would never be a hypocrite. Um, uh, well, would, it, <laughs> if you look at the story of the scripture, and the story in the scriptures from beginning to the end, the story of God's people, uh, it's our story. Mm. Uh, even now, all these thousands of years later, and if you can't see yourself in the Israelites and, and or in the Pharisees, uh, then, then uh, I think... You probably need to, to you need to spend some more time and some and and be praying and 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 listening for the Holy Spirit to speak to you and and convict you. I know I, you know, I get I dog on the you know Israelites like you said. We look at this you know all these years later, and it's easy for us to see. Oh, they don't get it. Ha ha ha. They're so stupid or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or the disciples who seemingly can't. <laughs> I don't know if they could find what they were looking for with, uh, anyway, <laughs> you know, it's easy for us to pass judgment on them and, uh, but we need to, um, we need to really think about, uh, what Jesus is saying, who he's saying it to, and, and, and he's saying it to us. Uh, even now we have these scriptures, these words are for us that, uh, we need to know the truth and then the truth will set us free because we're slaves to sin. Um, so how are we slaves to sin? Ask yourself that question. Mm-hmm. Be honest about it. Uh, and you probably won't like the answers. <laughs> that's part of the process. Yeah, I think, but that's part of the process, yeah. yeah. Two, two quick things that are real practical um, have for churchgoers, if you're a churchgoer listening to this. Two, um, two reactions of, or two ways to listen to a sermon in worship. One is to tune out and say, I don't really need this sermon. It's not applicable to me. Um, that is also, that's the attitude that we see in the scripture mm-hmm. of, I don't need this. It's never going to be applicable to me or isn't. I don't have this problem. So if you do that, and I know I've done that, then you are having the same attitude as them in the scripture of, of I don't need to be freed from anything. Next thing is if you listen to sermons and you tend to always think of how they apply to others, <laughs> then you are also kind of in the same boat of uh, you're not really allowed, you, you built up some kind of defense of self-righteousness. And you're not really mm. allowing uh, the word to abide in you and change you. Mm. And it doesn't yeah. mean you're not saved or something, but it means that you've developed a habit that a lot of us do of of not allowing that, that the word of God to puncture our our issue and get in there and clean it out and, and get rid of it. So those are two practical things I wanted to That's leave great. us with. They may yeah. not make the sermon. They're just bonuses for the bonus the podcast. Maybe they'll cool. make the sermon. So cool. we better wrap it up. I, I am substituting for do. Bible study yeah. in a couple of minutes. So. Great. Well, thank you, Pastor Corey. It's been good to be with you and in the scriptures. And we hope that you all have enjoyed uh, listening and watching as we've looked at uh, John's gospel. Uh, come join us.
uh, at a Bible study on a Sunday morning for worship. We'd love to have you. Uh, thank you all for listening and watching. This has been uh, Tim and Corey coming to you from our Hilltop Studios here in the Rolling Hills of Palouse, Washington. And we hope you have a blessed week. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.